Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and on social media. Welcome to episode 239 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. And I am joined today by a leveled up Ray. How you doing, Ray? <laughs> What's up? What's up, Joe? <laughs> Congratulations on getting your master's. Thank you so much. Thank Do you. you feel more masterful? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I feel like I'm uh, mastering some sleep now. Because, <laughs> damn. I can't even imagine. How was the final push? Uh, it was pretty insane. I was actually getting ready to jump on with you today, thinking, uh, wow, it's been a while since Joe and I have actually recorded a podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of weekly geekery have I? It's like none, none. Like none. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely zero. <laughs> Seriously, man. It, it, it just kind of crept up, too. All of a sudden, something needed to be turned in every single day it felt like or or you know something needed to be accomplished every single day right. and it was like that for two weeks it's awful yeah <laughs> i mean it's, it's like, great because you i'm, I'm <laughs> sure you have probably turned out more work than it's just ridiculous amounts of work but it's got to be exhausting I mean, yeah, it was maybe it was like a citations page that needed to be updated or it was a like a template that needed to be used and like applied. And then it was like, OK, turn in the first version of the thesis and wait for feedback and then um, complete these paintings, you know, in order to uh, show them or it, it, honestly, Joe, the last couple of paintings that I was working on. It was just to take pictures of them to put them in the thesis. Like they're not, they they're not going to be shown anywhere, at least not anytime soon. But because I had written about them in the thesis, they had to be in the thesis. So I was literally painting just to take a picture to put in my paper, so I could turn in my paper. Oh wow! Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. And then so once that was done, it was time to like finish the paint, prep the paintings that were going to be shown in the museum. And then I got notes back on my thesis. I had to like edit my thesis and rewrite, rewrite a few things. And then I had to like get that approved. And then I had to varnish my paintings, but I had to like restretch a couple of them first. And then it was just ongoing. It was just, it, it was, there was no break up until literally, I want to say uh, what's today, Tuesday. So maybe Sunday. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And, and we got word yesterday which was Monday. So, so I guess Sunday I got a day, I got a day to kind of exhale and sleep. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday we got word that we were all exposed to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I was, I was so pissed, Ray. I was so pissed because I found out Friday, like just around leaving time at, at work that, my father-in-law, who had been at a wedding in New Orleans, came back, and uh, Matt's sister was positive for COVID, and Peter was positive for COVID. So we had seen them on Wednesday night and had dinner at their house, and I'm like, oh, there's no way. There's just no way that we don't have it. There's just no way. Um, luckily, knock on wood, I don't know if it's because we're vaccinated or whatever, but um, we are still fine. And keep 
testing negative and we've done multiple tests because we're like we we do not want to take any chances yeah um and so i just didn't think it was responsible to try it out to, sure to laguna and be like hi everybody <laughs> yeah that makes sense can you imagine afterwards well it happened anyway so <laughs> <laughs> one of the other graduates tested positive for covid yesterday um and this was before uh or this was after we got an email from work basically saying everyone go home if you're planning to come to work don't come to work everybody stay home we 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 are hearing word there's a couple of positives that were part of the festivities over the last week so everyone just needs to go home like they i think they're anticipating you know just an all out like art outbreak and right right so everyone went home yesterday you know just to wait for further word and then i did get confirmation that one of my fellow grads tested positive so I got an email saying, you know, that I was in close contact and I should get tested and monitor for symptoms and probably not go anywhere for a few days. So, I mean, so far we've tested negative and there's no symptoms whatsoever. So fingers crossed, like you said, uh, but you know, you want to be safe and you want to, you want to yeah. do the, the right thing. So uh, yeah, we're, we're sitting put. And then not only that, but jo- there's another show. So this, there's another grad show as well. So this week I'm literally framing and prepping more artwork to put in another show that's opening uh, next week. That's, that's crazy. Like it just doesn't stop. <laughs> it just doesn't stop, Joe. What the hell? It really just doesn't stop. Yeah. So uh, that's what I've been up to. It's funny uh, when the, um, when the Thor Love and Thunder trailer came out, mm-hmm. uh, the first one, I got so excited um, that uh, I went out and I, I bought some more Thor comics um, because I, I own the the trade that written by Jason Aaron, uh, Thor, God of Thunder, where in the first arc, they introduce Gore, the God Butcher, and that's, you know, all of that's going to be involved in love and thunder in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I loved that book. So I'm like, I want to reread this and I never bought the next book. So I'm going to buy the next book. And it's just like, they've just been sitting there. <laughs> right. Calling to you. <laughs> yes, <to> you. <laughs> man. Yes. And then I don't know if you saw it yet, but a brand new trailer, uh, uh, Thor, the second trailer dropped yesterday and it looks fucking fantastic. I said, uh, I said on um, Slack because we've been talking about it on the Slack channel, uh, and hopefully now that you're you're, you know, slowing down a little bit, I realize you're not done yet. But now that you're slowing down a bit, maybe you can come and, and yeah. visit on Slack. But I have Absolutely. stated that I think in in the gay community, um, grape is going to become code for <laughs> somebody hot that we need to look for. <laughs> grape. Yeah, because you know how, how she's like, you know, they, they blow off, um, Zeus blows off all his clothes, all of Thor's clothes, and the uh, Valkyrie and, and... Oh, they're uh, eating grapes at the end. They're seeing, and, 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 and Valkyrie goes, grape? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right. gay geeks, that's that's the new term. <laughs> it's out that's there. right. That's right. Um, yeah, that trailer. Oh, my God. I must have watched it three times in a row. Back to back to back. So back. good. So good. So good. So uh, I want to hear about your weekly geekery, but I also um, I want to talk about some other Marvel news before we jump yeah. into what are we talking about today? We're talking about Moon Knight, right? Yeah, we're talking about Moon Knight and Disney Plus series. Okay. Um, 
but it just it just got me wondering about all the gods that we got introduced to in Moon Knight and how they're going to connect to Thor: Love and Thunder, if at all, because it does feature a main villain who literally butchers gods. So, yeah, I think I think we're going to see. There's been some suggestion that the reason why the avatars weren't like they were, they were coming from somewhere and mm-hmm. some of them were missing and it's mm-hmm. been implied that that's why. And so this kind of takes place in the middle of um, Thor love and thunder is yeah. my understanding. The MCU is so cool. It's so ridiculous. It's just like, <laughs> it just doesn't stop. And we got the trailer for she Hulk. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We did get the trailer for she Hulk. We should probably talk about that at some point. Oh, there's just so much. I am looking forward to being done because I I finish on the third and then I go back the following week to clean up the mess. That is my classrooms (laughs) because I, I came into it as a mess. It was a disaster when I got there. Right. Um, Because the previous guy was like out later (laughs) gone. (laughs) So uh, so I have some kids coming back. We're going to just like, Take everything. You know, I don't know if you ever spring clean like that, where you take everything out of all your cupboards mm-hmm. and then just sort and throw. Yeah, that is what we will be doing. Um, but I will be glad. And so then, after the week after that, we're going on a cruise for a couple weeks. So we're also very paranoid because um, the biggest nightmare right now is to get to. I think we're leaving out of Copenhagen because um, we're doing a Baltic cruise. Is to get to Copenhagen. And then you have to test right before you get on the cruise ship and test positive and not be able to do the cruise. Like, right. oh, so God. for the next two or three weeks, we are going to be super, super duper careful because yes, we have postponed this stupid cruise three times now because of COVID. That is very similar to my boss, Chris's uh, situation, who he is about to go on a overdue and much needed vacation because he works really hard for the school. Um, and he, he basically laid out a very similar, uh, plan for himself over the next couple of weeks because his vacation also starts on the third and he also is praying that he doesn't get COVID right before he, the other day he, he said something funny. He was like, if I'm going to get, it, I want to get it now. Cause then right, have, exactly. uh, there'll be enough time for me to get better before then. That's a, like when when we thought when we'd been exposed, Matt was actually like, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst thing at, at this point. At least we'd be done with it. We wouldn't have to worry for the next three weeks. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He's also gay. Are you guys all doing? Is there something we don't know about? This, this is, is not a gay. A this trip? is not. This is not a gay cruise. This, my in laws are coming with us. This is this is a Baltic cruise. The the gay cruise is in uh, September. Um, like I, already, I already feel like I oh no, I'm like I already <laughs> I already feel like I don't know the secret handshake or something. So there's something else going on here. All all the gay men that I love in my life are conspire are, are getting together and having good times and uh, going on trips and stuff. Just kidding. Have you seen? I, I don't know if people send you TikToks, but there's this great um, TikTok <laughs> where they're like, "Oh, you're gay." I wonder if you know my friend's ex. And he's like, we don't all know each other. And they show a picture. Oh, that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Oh, God. Yeah, that that happens in all forms. Uh, I haven't told anyone this story, actually. But uh, real quick, at graduation, 
one of the other grads got up um, and uh, he's this uh, big brown guy and obviously very good looking and um, <laughs> wearing all this like regalia. You know how grads will sometimes like, you know, they'll decorate their cap or they'll wear like extra like sashes and stuff. Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. some people wear lays and wear like different like cultural, like, you know, uh, uh, like accoutrement or whatever. And this Absolutely. guy gets up and he's wearing, he looks like, uh, like a Polynesian king. Like he's just wearing all of this like beautiful, intricate, like floral, decorative like elements all over his cap and his gown. And everyone even like che cheers even more when he's walking across the stage. He looks so amazing. And uh, at the, that night or the next day at one of the, the artist panels that I was at, uh, the board of trust, one of the board of trustees of the college that I work for goes up to me and goes, congratulations yesterday. And I was like, thank you. And she's like, you look so amazing walking across the stage. And oh I no. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. Like, I'm trying not to jump to conclusions. I'm like, thanks. And she goes, yeah, all that regalia. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, oh no. Do I even tell her like, no, that was the other round dude. Like not, you know, like <laughs> you're about to feel terrible. You had a 50, 50 chance. <laughs> you have failed. <laughs> dude. And I honestly, Joe, I was so exhausted. I just went, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. I just walked away. I'm not even trying to start one of those conversations. I am too tired to perform that, that kind of labor right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just hope that at some point she's walking around and she sees the other guy. And she's like, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, Oh God. Um, where were we? Moon night. Um, well, uh, did Thor Love and you, Thunder? Thor Love and Thunder. And we were talking. We are exhausted, people. <laughs> like, like we were doing the best we can to get this one out. This one's going to be rough. Grapes. <laughs> Grapes. <laughs> um, oh, man. No. So, She Hulk. She Hulk, it, yes. It, I wanted to say this. It's funny to me, one, how Marvel seems to be leaning into. The fact now that oh their superheroes are sexy you know mm -hmm. and that that can mm -hmm. be a part of because because the big thing about the eternals sex scene was that that was a new one for the mcu right it hadn't happened up until then right. uh and any of the marvel movies and now you know obviously with thor it's always sort of been played with and they're definitely you know ramping that up in the trailer <laughs> he looks fucking amazing um and now She-Hulk, you know, obviously it's it's a big part of like the popularity of the comic book that they would like wink and nod and kind of point out the sexism, you know, in, in superhero comics and relating to like the, the female superheroes. Um, mm -hmm. But people freaking out about the CGI, I don't understand that. It's like at this point we kind of know that CGI in the trailers is not done yet, right? Right. No, I I've, I mentioned that to somebody else the other day who was like, oh, the CGI. And I was like, well, they, they rarely look that way when they finally come out. Yeah, exactly. But there's like so many videos now and takes and like people going, oh, my God, CGI and the MCU is so terrible. And it's like, this is, I mean, obviously, <laughs> haven't we done this enough times by now where we know it's it's not finished. They're working on it. They wanted to get a trailer out. They're going to keep working on it. And, and you're getting She-Hulk. Stand shut up. <laughs> I know. Seriously. 
I just at some point oh just kind of like like they they're pumping out more comic book shit than than anyone else. They're doing you know at the very least averaging B quality across the board in my opinion. Yeah. What what else do you want? Like yeah, they, no, there were people. Com- <laughs> there were people taking screenshots of Avengers Endgame and comparing it to She Hulk online. That's also that's also a much bigger budget, people. Yeah, much way bigger budget, bigger, way bigger. Um, but yeah, so one of the cool things uh, that I've seen pointed out is an explanation for why uh, Hulk is at the end of uh, Shang Chi is back to Bruce Banner, and then uh, in the She Hulk trailer is back to Smart Hulk. Um, obviously, but but his arm is healed. Yeah. So what's the deal? So, in, um, what did we just see that, oh, oh, in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, Mm -hmm. he's wearing these cuffs when he's brought forth before the Illuminati Mm -hmm. that apparently, like, depower him. Okay. And if you, and you know how, like, you you put them on, like, bracelets, and then when you put them together, they kind of, like, connect to make handcuffs, right? Right. In that scene at the end of Shang Chi, Bruce Banner is wearing those cuffs. Oh, really? So they're thinking that's a multiversal. That is that is something that maybe Reed Richards or someone else from the dimension created. That Hulk, that Bruce Banner is wearing in that scene, and that actually reverts him back to Banner and not Hulk. Interesting. And that he might have needed to do that in order to heal his arm because it was damaged with. As uh, by the Infinity Stones when he was the Hulk, so he had to be not the Hulk to heal. But then that, yeah. But then that also, like, if that's if that's true, then there's possibilities that there's already sort of like uh, contact with the multi, like you know, older multiverse heroes, basically, and sharing technology and stuff. That's crazy. Like the the depth of this kind of stuff is, is <laughs> just like. It I just know. never stops. Sometimes, it, like sometimes, I have to take a break. <laughs> I'm like, I'm too tired. Yeah. This is they too also much to think about. Marvel also announced today uh, that their upcoming Secret Invasion series mm-hmm. is set during the blip. Yes, I did hear that. I did hear that, and I think that's awesome. Because you we, called we, it, I think. Of, yeah, because we've been we've been wanting to to see something happen with the blip because there's so many stories to be told there, and yes. we've heard nothing. Yes. Yes, that's what you said. You were like, They're, we're going to get more of that world in that time. And here it is. Here it comes. Yep, yep. Cool. I'm so. getting all my weekly geekery out right now in this section. <laughs> Just getting it all out. Because <laughs> I haven't got to do any of this. Right? <laughs> since, since, two, what, since we were in Palm Springs. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that was, and you, you even said you're like, this is it. This is my island of time yep. <laughs> that I have allowed myself for the yeah. next month. <laughs> yes, that's and and yeah, and that was it. So, uh, hopefully, in between, you know, going to class and and dealing with work, you've gotten some some weekly geekery in. Just very little, because honestly, it's not like we're doing a lot at school. But I'm just trying to keep the kids occupied. It's very much, you know. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. No, no, don't, don't do whatever you're going to do. That's going to get you in trouble. Just look at this over here, <laughs> over here. Um, and um, 
you know, so now they're signing yearbooks and this was the last day for the seniors. And so we're really wrapping up. Like we're done in oh, seven good. days. And, and whenever you walk past, like it is universal right now. Um, I'm at a much bigger school than I used to be. So the, the interactions are a little bit different. Anybody you walk by, they're like, happy seven days left. Oh wow! Like it's it's like it's like every like like everybody is just ready. They're just <laughs> we have oh, we have wow. ten days left, guys. We're almost there. Oh man, it, yeah. that has replaced hello, or at least goes, or, or at least it's hello. We only have seven days left. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Um, that's mostly what I've been doing, um, this past weekend, my, we, we had a party for my advanced class yesterday cause literally it has 11 students in it and they got really close this year because, um, there's 11 of them and it's an acting class. So they're doing, you know, all these emotional scenes in front of each other. So they've really awesome. built this bond and trust. And so we we had a little party yesterday, and um, I brought in <laughs> the original plan was I have Matt and I'm uh, not I Matt and my mother in law have a great carnitas rep- recipe, and they're Ooh. wonderful. And the plan was one of the girls was going to bring in the fixings, and so I had to apologize to them as I was walking in because they got carnitas el gringo which was basically oh, no. all of all of the fixings i could scrounge up the morning of because the, <laughs> the girl who was gonna do it was like um i've been kicked out of my house this is not happening oh shit yes so that's that's what so i was like it's good we're we're having it it may not be as authentic as we had originally hoped but it's <laughs> it's what we could do i'm sure they appreciated um, it anyway Oh, uh, we we had fun, and uh, you know they're they're getting all kind of like I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry, um, <laughs> and which is good because it's such a change from the beginning of the school year where everybody was like, "Why are we here? Like, what is?" This? I was going to say, you yeah. knew that you knew that you had your work cut out for you in sort of um, establishing a new culture, right, for this theater mm-hmm. program. And you knew that it was going to take some time. And look at this, like with, with one of these classes, you managed to do that in this semester. And you know, it's just si- a sign of, you know, things to come in the future because you're going to keep doing what you do and, and, you know, build a great program. Yeah. I've mentioned to a couple of people that in the last two or three, uh, two months, I've been like, oh, okay, I'm starting to recognize, recognize these routines. Like I'm starting awesome. to get kids come in and ask me if they can hang out in the classroom. I'm getting kids who are, you know, hey, do you need me to come and help with any performances coming up? Like they're starting to come to me as opposed to me begging them. Hell so yeah. we're, awesome. we're, we're getting to where we need to be. So um, I finally put in the – I just put in the rights. So we are – um, not officially because I haven't paid for it yet, but I, I can. T- we are doing, and the artistic theater person in me is just dying a little bit inside, but it is the right decision. We're doing next year High School Musical. What? <laughs> because we need to do something that is popular and that will bring the kids to the auditions. And so <laughs> when I told the musical director, I was like, so you're going to hate me, but I know what we're doing next year. He's like, what do we do? He's like, oh, God, please don't tell me we're doing Grease. And I was like, no, worse. And he just looks at me like, how? How could it possibly be worse than Grease? And I said, 
So we're doing High School Musical. It's like like he would. It looked like I had shot the man. <laughs> he was like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> All right, but it makes sense. I understand why. So let's just get it done. <laughs> so what led to this? What led to this decision? I'm curious. Well, I was talking to somebody who kind of knows the patterns at the school, and they're like, you know, your predecessor has done a lot of dark stuff, and it wasn't always a draw. And I'm, I'm like looking at all these posters of like Heather's and you're in town and all of these like really cool shows. And I'm like, yeah, we probably should do something a little bit more mainstream and popular. And she goes, you need to do, you need to do high school musical. And I was like, Oh, but it's so Disney. And she goes, yeah. yeah, but you will have so many people audition. And Ray, every time I mention it to kids, they like, work up their eyes just light up and i'm like well it'll be a thing but we'll get through it it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine but that's like we already know what we're doing for shows next year so that's that's really been i've been doing a lot of theater geekiness as i get all that stuff kind of figured out and Mm -hmm. our first show is going to be um basically a twisted fairy tales type show and so I went up to one of the girls who I know does um, – we have we actually have the only fashion class in the valley. Mm-hmm. And so I went up to her and I said, so are you doing costumes for me next year? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, what if we made everything out of books? And she's like, oh, my God, yes. So now she's like going away for the summer and coming up with designs for char- character wow. costumes and – so that's the kind of geeking out I have been doing is just kind of like, oh, look, this is a great idea. Let's create a Pinterest board of all the things that we can use to make this look like it's coming out of a book. That's um, cool. Yeah, so I'm really excited because that'll that'll drive my curriculum next year because my stagecraft classes will need to implement all of these ideas. Um, the only other thing that I have been doing, and this is really for those people out there who listen to actual plays, you know, people playing Dungeons and Dragons and recording it, I have found the best actual play. I am absolutely in love with it. It's called The Unsleeping City. You can find it on... Um, <laughs> it sounds like a duck. I know it's not. <laughs> So no, no it's you a, are it's a clown. hearing that in the back. <laughs> you are hearing that in the background. That is not just you. <laughs> That's raspados. You want a raspado? You want to? You want to? I would the, love one. Uh, ice treat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ray's gonna be right back. Summertime, man. It's it's. He's gotta get. He's gotta do. He's gotta do his walk before the ice cream truck comes by. So, right, right, right. <laughs> ready for that. Um, but yeah. So I've been listening to. It's called Unsleeping City, and it's on YouTube. And it is basically Dungeons and Dragons. It is Dungeons and Dragons Five E, which is the latest edition of Dungeons and Dragons. But it is in a fictional modern New York City. And so, like, it's not, it's not like people running around with swords and, and it's like people like taking taxi cabs in the subway to get to wherever they need to go to, you know, deal with the underground magic stuff that's going on. And it's so fun. 
It is so hilarious. Um, the paladin, which is, you know, the, the big holy knight, is a firefighter. And um, and so anytime they talk about instead of being like holy and being filled with, a, a, you know, the energy of a god, he's he's filled with the energy of of um, civic responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. There's a there's a, a, a character that's a, a rat person. And so he's a druid and he can instead of controlling controlling like, you know, deer and and uh eagles and everything he's like got cockroaches and pigeons it's amazing it is just so much fun so is this wait is it are you listening to people play this game or is this a book that someone wrote no this is this this is an actual play so it's it's like what we do for as the dice roll where got it uh, it. they they played they play dungeons and dragons and they record themselves it's a pretty high quality thing so you can actually watch them move their characters they've built these really elaborate like dioramas for their characters to be in um yeah no it's it's awesome and um like the first (laughs) the first story arc was um the the idea that around christmas time that santa doesn't make it all the way around the world he just clones himself and the clones go and do all the work um (laughs) but if anybody's seen multiplicity like some of the clones don't always turn out quite right so they dump him in new york where Things are strange anyway, and eventually they'll just kind of like die. And but oh, you know, but they, <laughs> but they, um, they call it um, SantaCon, and the rest of the world who doesn't see this magic thinks it's just like a Santa pub crawl. And <laughs> and no, it's it's these like demented um, Santa clones that are running around the street. And this year, it's particularly bad, and that's what starts the event. And it's it's. So hilarious! the um, The monk in the party is a hairdresser from Staten Island. Like it's just it's just ridiculous, but it is so well done and so well pulled off, and the characters are so fun. So if you are into actual plays, I highly, highly, highly suggest Unsleeping City uh, on YouTube. So That's good. Cool. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, should we take a break and come back and do uh, some Moon Knight? I guess so. Yeah, I just I just stumbled across some more Marvel news that there's rumors that they're going to change Namor's Namor's uh, or Namor. How do you say it, Joe? Do you say a Namor or Namor? I say Namor. Namor. They're they're changing his origin so that he's not actually from Atlantis. Uh, probably because uh-huh. they they don't want it to be like an Aquaman clone. Um. And that, so instead of being from Atlantis, because he comes from like the Central America, like, like uh, area, Central American area, that they're uh-huh. gonna they're gonna change his place of origin to an unnamed Central American city that has been submerged into the ocean. So he's probably gonna because they cast a Latino actor to play him. Okay. Yeah, which that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> I remember in uh, there's a thing weren't people. Was it you that brought this to my attention way back when that that somebody they mentioned in a, in Endgame some kind of underwater disturbance near Wakanda and you were like that's Namor. <laughs> yeah, because apparently Namor and Wakanda have gone to war multiple times. Yes, yes. So that would make sense according to like where they said the earthquake was in that movie. But man, you're right. We're just Marvel is just doing so many things. 
And we have so that, you know you've heard that um, John Krasinski is apparently directing Fantastic Four and is going to be Mr. Fantastic. No, you that's confirmed. Um, I think it's like pretty close to being. It's like nothing's been officially uh, announced, but the, all the all the people like the insiders that are usually giving you the good wow information say that that is what is happening. Wow. Wow. I mean, look at this. We're we're doing Moon Knight today. How long ago did Moon Knight end? And we just haven't gotten to it because there's other stuff going on. <laughs> other Marvel stuff, stuff going on. Well, it and, really and it's funny because you we had talked about, I think when we were talking about uh, Doctor Strange, you kind of said, oh, John Krasinski's got his own stuff going on. He's not going to want to dedicate himself to something like this. And then yeah. when I heard, well, he's directing it, I was like, aha. <laughs> That's how they got there. him. That's how they got him. There yeah. it is. Same thing that Warner Brothers tried to do with Ben Affleck to get him to play Batman. He was supposed to direct it way back when. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Well, let's let's jump into Moon Knight. See what we remember. And uh- <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're gonna take a quick break, and then we will come back, and it'll be all about Moon Knight and a little bit about the other Disney Plus stuff. Yep. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. And and we're back. Um, you should never let Ray and I talk to each other on breaks because we've been recorded in the first place. We can talk about what it's going to be like when we're retired. <laughs> Me still bitching about the fact that there's never been a good New Mutants movie. Dude, we're gonna be we're gonna be seventy and like, why can't DC get it right? What's <laughs> No, the, the the younger people are going to be like, oh my god, this DC movie sucks. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> it's been 30 years. Like, Yeah, why is everything so what? dark? <laughs> <laughs> we have we have to land in the same in the same uh retirement home. <laughs> like we will run that place. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh no, God! All right, we, More than we likely, they'll just... be like, <laughs> they'll, they'll kick us out of the, the. They are watching another Marvel movie. Yes, their time, their time in the common room is up. Kick them out. <laughs> we need to just switch over to new recording as soon as we. Yes, we really do. Like, <laughs> oh God, uh, it's been a while since Moon Knight wrapped up. I have to admit, I had to go back and sort of do some refreshers. Did you did you get a chance to do that? Um I didn't, but I also edited it a little bit later than you did because uh, I yeah. 
you know, I screwed up and didn't finish it when I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do feel that I, I'm going to get her name wrong. The, the hippo goddess. Um, yes, that's actually, it's been retconned, Joe. It's the hippo goddess. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the name. I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. I want her in every Marvel movie from now on. Like, I just want her to be – I don't care if she's just in the background making pie. I don't care. <laughs> I love that character so much. I, I, want, I want her in an Avengers movie because she is amazing. It was uh, – are you talking about Tauret? Tauret, yes. Yes. Yeah, what a refreshing character, huh? Right? Yeah, I love that they just, just went so for it. They just went for it too. Like this is a talking bubbly hippo, like yeah. Egyptian slash Egyptian goddess. Yeah, and they just went for it, and it works. It were it was great. It steals the third act of the show. I feel like it really does, and it's kind of like in a world where you're setting up the gods to be like Thor, and where where the humor is is already there. This was kind mm-hmm. of a, like, it's funny, but it's still poignant. Like, I love her. I yeah. absolutely yeah. loved her. So since some time has passed since the show wrapped up and people have had time to, you know, everyone's podcast has combed through all the Easter eggs and all the, you know, story plot points and, and all that stuff. I was hoping we could get like some, like almost like a, um, looking back like macro sort of take you know like how do you feel overall where does this show land for you or what did you what did you think about the story overall joe once you finished it um i think i mentioned either on the show or when we were hanging out with dr strange that i didn't love it was too slow of a burn for the first episode or two where it was like, I get it, it's supposed personalities, oh my god, stop fighting. Mm. But they've spun that into like where at the, you know, in the whole desert, they're the afterlife area where you genuinely have emotional reactions Yeah, for these characters. I was like, okay, I was just being impatient. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think overall, it... This is one of my favorite. And I, God, who would have thought? This one is probably one of my favorite Disney Plus series. Same, same. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would do what they did with WandaVision, how they released the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, or or they were supposed to do that with WandaVision. They were supposed to release the first four, I think, and instead the fourth one wasn't done yet, so they released the first three. Uh, and and I think that's they should do that more. Think about at least the first two, because if you watch the first two of Moon Knight. It hooks you better, right? Like they yeah, can still yeah. do that slow pace, slow burn at the beginning and still hook you with enough of the story, you know? Right. Because you would have got, because I felt like the second part where the like, first one was Steven and the second part was, mm-hmm. um, oh, what's the other one? Mark. Mark. Um, so like you would have gotten both of them at the same time and you wouldn't have had to be like, okay, where is this going? And probably more important than the story hooks getting in you, I think it's more of like you, 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 uh, you feel like you've, you're in the world more, the world of the right. show, absolutely, right. Um, how did you feel? So, so I mean, there's been some. I think you would agree that Marvel projects since Endgame have been sort of uneven. 
hit, hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a, a big criticism, at least for me, has been the endings of some of these, how they try to wrap things up. Honestly, that's it. I think I, they don't have the pacing down for, I don't know if they run out of steam. I don't know if they stretch it out too it. long. I, I don't even know that if it's stretching it out too long, because I've been enjoying it up until the last episode and the last episode is like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they're not bad. They're just not good. For me, the worst one was Hawkeye. Yeah. And, and I, I enjoyed it up until then. And same, then that last episode same. was terrible. And Falcon and Winter Soldier too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, I didn't mind the last episode of this one so much, which sounds like faint praise, but compared to <laughs> compared to the yeah. other shows, this is when I was Loki, like, oh, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> right. Loki wasn't too bad. Yeah, I think Loki I was was better. What was between those two? Shit, oh, Loki might be great in this in in the context of what we're talking about because we got Kang's whole monologue, which was fucking awesome. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that was kind of WandaVision. Intense. WandaVision. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of the ending of that one? Um, it wasn't my least favorite, but it certainly wasn't my favorite. I feel like it kind of falls in the middle. Hawkeye's definitely the worst. We definitely got it. Oh, good. I think Falcon Winter Soldier is the one right before it. Yeah. Um, how many have we had? We've Six. Had a few. We've had a few. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, no, up. no. The absolute worst was what if? What oh, if you was- think so? Oh, I hated what if. Oh, I'm so oh, no. you were so you were so like pumped for that one. They all get together at the end. Uh, what did I you think like the biggest, about it? I my my biggest problem was they threw in characters that they never even bothered introducing. Oh, and it's right. like it, it's kind of like I I it took me so completely out of it because I was kind of like I was too busy trying to figure out who this person, who like who this, this Gamora is. Why is she here? Why have we not seen her before? That was and the I only realized, one. Yeah. Okay, so that one character threw you off. They were supposed to do an episode for her, and they just didn't have time. Right. Well, but I mean that. I think for me that was a, a very problematic because it was mm-hmm. like it, it. Then it just became all right. Cartoons hitting each other. Like, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't have the, it didn't have the, the follow. It didn't feel, it didn't feel cohesive as one big thing anymore. It felt like, oh, this is a Saturday morning cartoon and they can get away with something like this. Right, right, right. Yeah. What if I, I'll be honest with you and maybe this sort of supports your, your take. I don't even really count what if. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'd like to go back and, and rank these at the end though. Um, okay. But we did get a cool, huge kaiju battle at the end of Moon Knight. <laughs> that was kind of awesome. <laughs> so the, the, the character design in Moon Knight was just strong all the way yep. across the board. I like agree. there was just no, I, I don't think there were any misses on that where you looked at him and went, why? What is this? Ew. God, the the costumes are my favorite of ev- anything that Marvel has done. Honestly, the Moon Knight costumes have been my favorite. Even um, what's her name's costume? The Scarab, the Scarlet, Scarlet Scarab. Scarab. Mm-hmm. That looked fucking cool too. Yeah, it was. They they nailed it on character design for that that um, that series. It was just strong. 
usually when they i feel like when they take a costume that's pretty simple in the comics and they feel that they need to give it something more for a film right whether it's texture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or more like lines you know more layers they it always they always feel sort of I don't know, just made up, like just sort of random, like, oh, let's just, let's give it a more like bulky militarized look, or let's add some extra lines and stripes here and there, or let's throw a texture on it for no fucking reason. Um, the right. Moon Knight costume, it, it felt practical. It felt like, like almost like, like mummification wraps, but like, it, it felt like something that would come from the Egyptian culture, you know? Ancient yeah, Egyptian absolutely. Culture. Absolutely. No, uh, it, was, and, it, it was spot on as far as I'm concerned. And the uh, the way the costume sort of manifests itself is pretty cool. I wonder, I wonder, I kept wondering if, are we going to see, I mean, we're going to, right? There's going to be, there's going to be a point in a Marvel film, some point in the future where, you know, whoever Thor or whoever is, is in the middle of a battle or in the middle of a scene. And then Mark Spector is going to fucking roll up. And they're gonna be like, "Who are you?" You know. Uh huh. Uh huh. And we're gonna get Moon Knight in a fucking in a movie. It's gonna be in some kind of team up. The way Guardians of the Galaxy showed up, you know, uh, um, in Infinity War, and then they Thor smacks to the windshield of their space of their <laughs> of their ship. <laughs> it's a great uh, <laughs> I know, right? We're gonna get something like that with Moon Knight. It's gonna be fucking rad. And I keep trying to picture. Mark Spector in his Moon Knight costume fighting alongside whoever Valkyrie fucking, you know, it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> Do you remember when Endgame came out and we were like, whoever thought it would be amazing to watch Valkyrie of all characters fighting in yeah. one of these epic battles? Like, yeah. I, I think that's what just fascinates me about this entire thing is that they are just mix and match and you just never know who you're going to get. And, like something that you would have never thought was cool. I, I've never cared about Moon Knight. I mean, I've yeah. known who he was, but like uh, this, as we said, this is probably one of the best Disney Plus series they've had. It was so much fun. There is a, a plot hole in that Valkyrie scene at the end of Endgame that I was recently made aware of. Where the fuck does she get that un- that flying horse? But anyway, uh- oh, I think they, <laughs> they they call them magically because uh, Danielle Moonstar does it when because in um, New Mutants, um, Danny is a, a Valkyrie. Oh, what? Yeah, she's she's called to be a like some for, there's some mystical calling that that she is destined to be a Valkyrie, so she has a Pegasus. No shit. Okay, but but Asgard was destroyed. So well, I'm just, I'm just talking about the, I'm just talking about the comics. Oh, oh, oh! I'm just wondering where in that battle when she comes through the portal at the end, why? How? Where did she get a flying horse from? Yeah, they call them mystically. They just appear out of magic. No way! That's fucking rad. Actually, I'd love to see that actually happen on screen. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, about wait, how do we get? See, you, Joe, you say some geeky shit, and then I have to address it. <laughs> I have to address it. Um, we were talking about the costumes and we were talking about uh-huh. how cool it is to see like we're who you know who's expecting Valkyrie to look fucking badass, but she does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was gonna say something before I jumped into my next point, which was that Oscar Isaac fucking killed this because 
you were talking about at the end, you know, the emotional, uh, uh, the emotional, like reality of, of those scenes at the end where those two characters are saying bye to each other or, or reconciling the differences and, and accepting each other. And it's so emotional and it's just Oscar Isaac. <laughs> right. Right. Um, cause, and this is, and this is why I'm so excited about She-Hulk because I, did you ever go and watch um, Orphan Black? No, but you did recommend it many times. Like, honestly, I think you guys would enjoy it just because it's quirky in a way that I think you'd appreciate. But Mm. even if you just do it for three or four episodes to get the main characters that she plays, there's four main characters that she plays. Oh, that's right. And you forget that they're all played by the same actress because she plays them so completely different. Very cool. Because you've got like the British drug runner, you've got the the soccer mom, the American soccer mom, you've got the hippie lesbian, and then you've got the Russian assassin, and it's all played by the same woman. That's very cool. Yeah. So when they said that she was She-Hulk, I was like, yes, please. Yes, please. Cool. But I think that's what the reaction that we had when we heard Oscar Isaac, because we knew that that Moonlight Night was going to have multiple personalities. Yeah, and 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 Oscar Isaac is is a great actor, and so we knew good. he. Yeah, we knew he. It, I was excited to see him in the MCU because I knew he was going to do something different. And oh, I remember what I was going to say about Moon Knight. I think that part of the success of this show or the appeal for me is that this doesn't feel like it's trying to wrap up a plot line from something else like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like it's trying to set up something else down the road, like a couple of the other shows. It, It feels like it's introducing a whole new sector of the MCU. Right, and I think that's why Loki is a little bit on the better side because they're introducing stuff, so they don't really have to end it. End it, they can kind of to be continue yeah. it. Yeah. And I think this other stuff that they've tried to do. I mean, in in all fairness, the first two were um, really impacted by the pandemic, like really yeah. impacted by it. So, that's true. You know, you got to give them a little bit of leeway. Hawkeye. I think I wonder how much that was like, if that was the original way it was supposed to go, or if they had not decided whether or not they were going to bring the Kingpin into it. And then when they did, it was too late to give it its proper. Oomph. Oh, that makes me so angry still. Right. They just, I just feel they did a complete disservice to that character. Oh, it, it's terrible. Like, I, I love, like, I think up until that episode, it was one of my favorite series. It was just fun. It was quirky. Right. It was goofy. It's one of my favorite characters. I love bow and arrows. So yes, more please. And then it was just kind of like, why is the Kingpin here? This is doing <laughs> absolutely nothing for the story. And why is, what's her name? Kicking his ass. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's mm-hmm. going on here? Um, yeah, no, I think that Moon Knight, definitely benefited from not having to do any of that other MCU lifting. And I mean, obviously there are going to be things carried over from this show that are going to impact future MCU stories, but it didn't feel like that outweighed the the character story that we were focusing on the whole time. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
another one of the takes that I that I came across in my research for today was there's a theory that maybe Conchu influenced Mark since childhood that it, that it, it, that when Mark is dying in that temple is not the first time that Conchu was aware of him. And okay. I guess in the comic book, he is he is influencing Mark since he's a kid. And in the show, there's that scene where we're sort of reliving the traumatic event from Mark's childhood where his brother dies. And as we're walking into the cave, uh, he steps on a, a bird skeleton. You see, like, you know, obviously Conchu's skull face as part yeah. of the bird skeleton. And it's kind of like a hint, like, is has he always been there? Um, and we clearly didn't get everything because there was a whole ass other personality we didn't even get to fucking meet until the last scene. Were you were you waiting for the third personality? Did you even I, know about the third personality? I did because of recaps of the comic and because there are a couple of scenes in the show where both Mark and Steven are like, who the fuck was that? That wasn't me. I was blacked yeah, out. Yeah, I yeah. was blacked out too. And I just thought, oh, are they gonna like leave that dangling? Is that something they're gonna pick up? So I I didn't know what to, and then once, you know, the the final scene sort of started, I think it was mid-credits started. I got really excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we were waiting. Like I honestly thought there was like when he was outside of his mother's wake, mm-hmm. there was like this big black car out there. And I was like, Oh, is this the third person out? No. Well, <laughs> there's, there's, I didn't click on this video, but there's a new, I think it's a new Rockstars video where they go through the series and they point at like sp- certain specific shots where they're guessing, is this maybe the third character? What's the third character's name? Uh, Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley. Is this, because there's, you know, it could be, it's hinted that there are certain moments where uh, uh, Oscar Isaac's face changes, his demeanor changes for a split second as the scene starts, where we might have been getting glimpses of Jake Lockley here and there throughout the show. I, I kind of love how they handled that. It was a big risk <laughs> to just right. hold that back the entire first season, but I I like that. I like how they did that. Yeah, I I completely agree. Because that guy's violent as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> every time, uh, every time Mark or or Stephen came back from being. Jake Lockley, everyone was fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, it was, and not just not just dead, like, like ripped apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At one point, Layla is like, "What did you? What just happened? What did you just do?" Uh huh. And I think Mark's like, "That wasn't me." <laughs> so she got to witness it. Ethan Hawke was great as Arthur Harrow too. Yeah, yeah. Everyone just did a great job. And I, and he's such an understated villain it's not like he's he's not flashy mm. and you didn't need flashy for this yeah yeah uh i think i mean maybe not if we're including villains but if we're just talking superheroes i think oscar isaac pulled off one of the best performances so far in the mcu oh yeah well i mean it's oscar isaac he's i know like he's a whole nother level of actor yeah yeah i well, agree you know i like for for 
years, I think you and I have just kind of said, oh, when, I wonder what Oscar Isaac is going to play. I think we've even mentioned it and had those conversations because you know mm-hmm. they're going to pull him in at some point. And when they said, oh, it's Moon Knight, I'm like, not the coolest character for him, but because mm-hmm. of the multi-personalities, of course, that that perfect. He's going to yeah. – looking at it from an actor, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to have so much fun doing that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, right away, uh, the, when he, you see him playing Stephen Grant, and you're just like, wow, this is nothing like what Oscar Isaac is. No, no. And again, it, I, I've said this before, but if you haven't seen Ex Machina, you need to go see it. It's oh, disturbing as hell, but Oscar Isaac is amazing, and he's not like anything in this that you've seen. If you've only seen him in this and Star Wars, like you need, oh, to, yeah. you need to go see the Ex Machina to understand what this guy is capable of doing on screen. It's amazing. I I was always a fan of Moon Knight growing up, but I'll admit it was never based on the stories. It was just the design of the of the character, you know, just oh, that yeah. all that all white Batman costume. I could not resist drawing that over and over again growing up. Yeah, no, I I remember the same thing. Like when I'm flipping through the different books and and going, oh, he's so like I wish he was a cooler character because his design is so neat. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So I mean, that's why again, I'm so blown away by their take on the costume because it adds so much, but like it makes sense. It doesn't feel superfluous, you know. Yeah, um, and it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't like overpower the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Elizabeth Olsen playing Wanda is is the best MCU performance <laughs> maybe not for you uh, considering this l- last movie but well but i mean like not just because i don't like where they're taking the character doesn't mean that i can't appreciate the performing job that she's doing yeah like yeah. she she's she's like they they need to have her stay the scarlet witch as long as humanly possible cuz they who who would have thought that one of the Olsen sisters <laughs> was that <laughs> was that freaking strong of an actress because she's good. Yeah. Um yeah. I definitely, definitely up there. And then Robert Downey Jr. is as Tony Stark, I think. Maybe. Okay. I mean, I think I think he's just playing him. He's just <laughs> playing himself. So at some point it's like, is he really working that hard? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he's he did, it fucking worked. Yes, no, it's an amazing character. But. So one of the things that I'm excited about now that we have wrapped up Moon Knight and we're looking forward to the MCU is all the stuff that it does introduce. The whole like afterlife for everyone gets their own version of death, like the experience, uh, that is really fascinating to me. Because the, yeah. the the whole all the scenes after Mark gets shot and everything that happens in the hospital. Um and I think at some point Tarwa does explain that, right? That like everyone gets their own version of the afterlife. Yes. Um and this is his based, I guess, on his beliefs and his life experiences. Um I really hope they do something with that going forward. I mean, I know there's no shortage of storylines and you know things for for marvel to to uh focus on or or to weave into their movies but that is huge i feel like and all the egyptian gods and mythology that they introduced to the mcu in this show yeah well and they they finally have started to kind of talk about gods as i mean they really are all kind of these 
alien beings. They're not, you know, and that's always kind of been the Marvel take on them, but yeah. they're kind of making it a lot more explicit. That and was my next question even, for you. Yeah, we're going to see even, I think we're receiving even more of that in Thor Love and Thunder. I'm, I'm so excited about Thor Love and Thunder. Like, I honestly think I'm getting more excited about that than I was about Doctor Strange, just because yeah. I couldn't wrap my head around what Doctor Strange was going to be. Right, right. So, Egyptian gods in the MCU are aliens, along with most other gods. Mm-hmm. And in the comic books, I think at some point it stated that the the Egyptian gods come from another dimension. Possibly. Yeah, because all the gods are different types of aliens. Some are like just genetically enhanced. Um they said that the the reason uh, they they often take the form of what their worshippers would see them as, and that's why the Norse gods are all Vikings, because that's what the Norse people would expect their gods to be. Mm. Is this is this from the comics or from the MCU? Um, I think a little bit of both. Okay, so there's some other ties to Egypt though we have going on. Um. Kang at one point was a pharaoh, right? Slash Egyptian right. god. Yes. And that's a pretty big part of that character's sort of story, right? Yeah, yeah, because he's that, he's Kang, and then there's a future one that he is. Like I mean, there's right. even more future than Kang. There's like the Pharaoh, Kang, and then somebody else, and I don't remember who that third one is. And there there's I don't know if maybe you can tell me if this has been um if this has been uh, um, confirmed or not, but isn't Black Panther supposedly have some connection to Bast, which is also an Egyptian god? Yes, like yes. that's um, like like black. I think there was a new Rockstars video that talks about how Bast may have had a traditional avatar like the other gods do in the show, but eventually at some point it became a, a more of a ceremonial title, and that's what the Black Panther is in Wakanda. Yes. There, there's all sorts of videos on on Bass's connection to, and that's who they think is in that picture, um, in front of um, Valkyrie and Jane Foster. Oh, is that there's a like there's all sorts of videos going. Who's that? Because it looks like it's Bast. Oh, that's fucking cool. Um, and then once we're gonna get more ties to Egyptian gods once the X-Men are introduced because wasn't apocalypse. The first mutant also like an Egyptian Pharaoh. Yes. And then, I mean, so, so that's hinting at, I think moon Knight at some point references a rift between man and gods where like the gods decided to peace out and say, fuck y'all humanity. You're on your own or whatever. And one of the, one of the characters, I think it was Osiris, I think says, we didn't abandon humanity. Humanity abandoned us or something like that. Right. Yeah. Because as so people stopped worshiping them, there was no reason for them to really be there anymore. Right. So something went down there. Maybe they started worshiping Apocalypse instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Storm was also worshipped by African tribes as as a goddess, right? Yes. Um, but she has. They they think that she's more likely to show up in Wakanda than in since since in m- most of the comic books, Af- Africa is is reduced to Wakanda 
and then Africa. Right. <laughs> Forget about the fact that there's all sorts of different countries right. and cultures there. It's just Africa. Um, they say they're going to probably connect uh, Storm to Wakanda somehow because, you know, it, it's already been established. So let's not complicate things by bringing in more countries. Wouldn't it be cool if the mutant gene was like uh, left over from like some alien ancestry from these gods? Well, that's kind of what the um, the well, the inhuman, not the yeah, the inhumans are a whole Cree thing. So it's not, oh. humans, but there is one. I think is that the Eternals. There is a there's a group of people somewhere on Earth that are left over from alien meddling. Okay. Okay. I just I I want it all now, Joe. I want to see this all now. <laughs> the the third the third incarnation of um Kang is Immortius. Oh, Immortius, that's or, right. Or, or, Immortus, Immortus, not Immortus. 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 Yeah. God, we were knee deep in all of this knowledge while we were watching Loki. This was like I had all this on recall. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. and then I mean, and then he becomes Iron Lad at some point, and he's in the new the the Young Avengers, um, like. But these are the these were the the three longest running identities of uh, Kang was of, of Nathaniel Richards, which is um, um, uh, Ramatut, Amortius, and Kang were the right. three, and Kang is the worst, right? Kang is the worst. Yeah, Ramatat, Kang the Conqueror, Iron Lad, and Kid Mortis. But but he was relatively new compared to the other three, which have like <laughs> I, they, they were they were like from nineteen sixty. This is a character from nineteen sixty three. Like Ramatat was introduced wow. in nineteen sixty three. Wow, I really hope they connect. Um, they connect these uh, all of these different threads in the movies. Yeah, because there's so much there. Um, I've drifted away from um, my marvelous year a bit, but mm-hmm. I do know one of the things they talked about was that um, Kang is from a future where it's like it's like the future gets really really good for a really long time, and mm-hmm. then it gets really really bad for a really long time. And is and that Kang's so- fault? Um, I don't think it's his fault, but he's a product of the really, really bad. Oh shit! And I want to say, I want to say, Amortius is a product of the very, very good, but it doesn't make him any less problematic. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to do all this in a show, or they're going to save it for a movie. Because it seems like as we go forward, they're going to be producing more shows than movies, right? Like we might get a movie or two a year at most. But they're really pumping out these shows now. Yeah, and I think I think we're gonna get a, uh, our biggest introduction to who Kang is beyond Loki's explanation. Like mm-hmm. that, who who the actual Kang the Conqueror is is gonna be in Ant Man. But I don't think we're gonna get into a like we may get maybe we may get a Disney Plus series that just deals with Kang and all his different incarnations. Right. That would be amazing if they did that because there is a lot there. And you know, once, once, once we get, I mean, look at Thanos, that's done. Like that story is told that character, Mm -hmm. you know, it was awesome. 
but that's it. Where in the comics, you get Thanos, you know, as many times as you want him for a story or whatever. Uh, and in the, in the films, you can't really do that. So like we got our Quicksilver in the MCU, you know, we, we got our, our, um, Ultron in the MCU. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I'm <laughs> not sure about say that. that. I knew you were going to say that. Well, because first of all, they've got Star Fox introduced to the Eternals, and Star Fox is Thanos's brother, mm-hmm. and we know we're about to have some sort of incursion-based secret wars type Avengers movie out there at some point. And we think that that's a way to bring in all the different characters that we haven't had yet. And theoretically, you could always say, well, when everybody got combined into one universe, we got another Thanos. Right, right. Because can you imagine that reveal? I know. (laughs) I know. That would be amazing. Uh, And then we can maybe get the Thanos who's in love with death. Right. Right. Because does it's not the same Thanos. No, there's still aspects of the character that we didn't get. Yeah. Just, which just, is okay. It's <laughs> mind boggling that like not only okay, so first of all, it's mind boggling that we've have any of this shit in the first place. Because mm-hmm. again, growing up in the nineties, we were like, like, there's no way this is ever gonna happen. Right. Then we get like it's it's good and it's getting you're getting characters like white vision and um <laughs> You know, all these like little, like Ant-Man, for God's sake. I know. And and then now it's the possibility of like, they can do whatever the the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make sense. It's going to make sense because they just, they're just like, I I honestly think that um, No Way Home changed everything for this franchise. Yeah. Like once that came out and they were like, the multiverse is an actual thing and we're going to play with it and we can do whatever the hell we want. Mm -hmm. It's smart because they can never run out of characters because they can do what they do in the comics and we're just going to bring back a different version of Captain America and it'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And what I'm excited about is that now because we have the shows and we have the movies doing all these, all these things, when we get Dr. Doom, we can get like a fully fleshed out Victor Von Doom with a whole character history and everything because they can tell that story in a series if they want. Yeah. You know, and they can, they can introduce it because <laughs> one of the, one of the tropes of Dr. Doom is you always think he's dead and he's never dead. Like that's right. just, that is built into the character. I'm sure it's written in a, in a character, um, what are they called? Standards books? Like mm-hmm. how you how you have to portray the character <laughs> to keep them consistent? I'm pretty sure it's like, if he dies, he will come back. <laughs> yeah, so so they're like we said at the top, they're they're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. They know what the fuck they're doing. Are you are you oversaturated yet? Like for real? Um I'm not, but I'm to the point where I can give and take with my attention span so it's like the week or two after we saw uh multiverse of magic i was like i'm done like like i've got like i've got i've got to get everything like everything that can possibly come through and now i'm kind of like oh 
I like I'll I'll pull up YouTube and I'm only like, okay, that's probably just theory. That's probably just theory. Oh, what do they think about that? And I like I don't have to. I can pick and choose and not feel obsessed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not over it. I'm just, you know, I can kind of step in and out of it as needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so shows wise, oh god, there's a lot going on. We have we've gotten WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Coming up next is is the Marvels going to be a that's a movie, right? Marvel's no, we're getting be a, we're getting Ms. we're getting Miss Marvel, She Hulk, uh, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and an Untitled Wakanda series. And that's not including the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I know you're excited about. I'm so I'm, I'm telling you, I'm for, like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be in. Is it really going to be in December of 2022? Yeah, it's coming up. Okay, so then um, we have to figure out when it's coming out, and then whatever episode we're doing before then, I am forcing you all, all you listeners, we are going yeah. to sit down and we are going to watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah. Because I truly believe that you will not be able to appreciate what they do with the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special if you have not seen. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is not good. It is not good. We're doing it anyway. We're doing it anyway because I will argue that it is so bad that it circles back around and is good. <laughs> and the only way to watch, like this, will be like a hop onto some sort of like either Discord or something. Because the only way to watch this is um, Mystery Science Theater three thousand type. Yeah, for sure. Like that's the only way to watch this. Yes, because you you have not seen it yet, right? Nope. Oh God, Ray. I so, like I just I am not gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch you watching it. I'm <laughs> so excited. I am so excited because it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, I'm just excited. I did, I thought I thought we had like a year and a half before this was. No, this is coming up oh. in six six seven months. Like I am I am excited. <laughs> we we just got Doctor Strange, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Coming up in July, we have Thor, Love, and Thunder. Then we have Black Panther at the end of this year. Then we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Are you nervous about Black Panther? Oh, man. I'm trying not to think about it. It's it's had problems. Yeah. Winston Duke just gave an interview recently where he was just talking about uh, the, the, the hole that Chadwick Boseman's absence is is created in this whole experience of making this film. And I just, I can't even imagine, dude. I want to say too soon, but it's like how, like, it's never going to be like time, you know? Yeah. 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 I don't that, know. Oof, <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, we're also getting the total, just, just because I'm, I'm, I'm in Wikipedia, which is never a good thing because it's just clickable. <laughs> um, we're supposed to get a, a Halloween special, which they think is going to be Werewolf by Night. Oh, that would be that would make me so happy. Like, because that's, again, yeah. we're getting we're getting freaking Werewolf by Night, right? Like, what yeah. is happening? 
Um, so watching some, doing some research for this, watching a thing about Kang, uh, they mention Kang's ancestor being Reed Richards and Rosie goes, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I mentioned that before, but you probably just didn't know who Reed Richards was at the time. So it didn't really stick, but, um, yeah, like there's a fantastic four connections happening. And X-Men connections happening all over the place nowadays in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Know what you're oh, doing. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's coming at some point. Well, the Illuminati was so crazy go nuts to begin with that they mm-hmm. were just like, oh, yeah, here's, you know, here's Black Bolt. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's fantastic. Oh, here's Charles Exit. Well, just throw them. Like, you don't need to really know who they are. Just toss them in there. It's fine. Well, we usually record our podcast review of a film like that a couple of days or maybe at best the next day after watching it. Right. We did, we did our last podcast on like we'd ever done, which is immediately after like drove to your house from the theater and recorded it. Our, our like immediate reactions. And, and I am not, I am not kidding you listeners. When I tell you that both Rosie and Matt tried to ask us as we we're walking out to the theater. So what did you think? And we're like, Nope, Nope, no microphone. Yep. Nope. Like walk to the car. We will see you. Do you know where to go? Okay. Yep. <laughs> move people. That's move, true. move, move. That's true. <laughs> so has, has anything changed for you since then? Um, no, because I think for me, I'm still mind blown that we actually experienced that. Like that that mm-hmm. the, the 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 Illuminati is such a ridiculously random yet totally makes sense thing. Mm-hmm. That again, it just kind of blows your mind that this is like they're able to pull something like that off and just be like, "Oh yeah, so this is these are characters, and they're here, yeah. and you know who they are, and there you go." <laughs> um, like just it's so it's dealt with so casually. Like here you go, and we're gonna kill them all in the first five minutes. It's fine, it's fine. Just here you go. Um, it's like ultimate fan service and and not all at the same time, and it's ridiculous. And so I just I can't theory craft enough sorry the puppy heard my husband coming home uh so if you heard a little little whimpering that was that was ollie getting very excited that somebody listen my cats are hungry and it's like an hour away from dinner and i'm going what are you doing get away from me (laughs) (laughs) go away you're not gonna fool me that easily (laughs) but yeah i I, so for me it's kind of like the theory crafting i i think that's what gets to be too much for me I have to do that in small doses because it. I honestly think there's more theory to craft than mm-hmm. there was after Infinity War, and we. Mm-hmm. You remember how? Re- like, I think it was a daily basis. You and I were sending somebody each other new theories. Well, what about yeah. this? Oh, did you notice that these are the characters that got? You know, like it was every day we had something, and I just don't have that kind of stamina anymore. Well, the thing for me is that it feels like when infinity war happened and definitely when Endgame happened it felt like an event it felt mm-hmm. like this thing that even though it happened in the span of a two or three hour movie it felt a lot longer than that it felt like we were processing it and dealing with the, the ramifications of that story for a lot longer and maybe we were just unpacking the experience i don't know but i almost 
feel like the Illuminati deserved that. And instead it just kind of became a wacky scene in a, in a, in one movie. You know what I mean? I, I, I can, I feel that. And I can, I feel like it did kind of like, they were definitely used to show how powerful Wanda was. Yeah. It felt kind of like a throwaway of a, a concept and characters that deserve more. But it's kind of brilliant where you turn that around and go, but now we're going to give you the quote unquote real versions of them. But how we still don't know how they're, I mean, we kind of have some ideas, but yeah, it, it, it was kind of like a little teaser. It was a little taste. Like this is, this is what you got coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can have it. We're going to take it away from you for a while. And then when we're ready, we'll bring it back. Right. And it's, it, it keeps that fan in us going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what's next? What next? Which I mm-hmm. think because of the pandemic, I think after um, uh, WandaVision was a lot more cut and dry than we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the theory crafting kind of died down a little bit. And I right. think the most, right. the most we had was, okay, what is, um, what is the Contessa doing collecting all of these people like like that was that was the max um theory crafting we were doing and now it's just like you can't like my entire front page of youtube is nothing but marvel conspiracy theories yeah true picking apart everything crazy theories that like i just have to read the title and go no no (laughs) (laughs) but they're like where can we get more content from yeah, there's definitely it has definitely opened up the world to clickbait, but mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? Do you feel do you feel like we're do you feel like Marvel's headed in the right direction? Do you think that this is paying off the way it should, or do you feel like because you kind of seem to say that these characters deserve more? Yeah, it just it's not starting. It feels less like a big deal and more like just churning them out. I think the worst version of that is what Disney did with star Wars. Do you think they learned what they, what they did wrong with star Wars? I'm hoping, I don't know because they keep, you know, we're getting more and more shows. And I mean, I think that's something that they said about star Wars, you know, part of the lesson they learned was we're going to do more like shows as opposed to like having multiple movies all the time. Um, so I don't know, but it just it does just feel like right now the movies are about fan service in a way like uh, turned up to 11. Yeah. You know, um both maybe it's just No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness that just sort of happen to be centered around that in their stories. Mm-hmm. Of like the multiverse stuff. I don't know. I, I imagine if Kang is going to continue to be built up as like the, you know, the villain of, of this next, the, this next phase, then we're just going to continue to get more multiverse time travel stuff. Right. Right. But I see, I don't think Thor or love of the thunder is going to be that. And then what else, what other movies do we have? I don't know that black Panther is going to be that. I think black mm-hmm. Panther is going to be, I feel like we've got three, three things going on right now. I feel like we have, um, the multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. We've got the God stuff. 
And then mm-hmm. we keep forgetting about it. And then it keeps kind of popping. Oh yeah. That thing. Um, we've got the whole like dark Avengers possibly coming up like this recruitment of the possible thunderbolts or. Okay. You know, but I think, I think dark Avengers and young Avengers are both part of the Kang thing. Do you think those are both part of the Kang thing? I mean, definitely young Avengers, right? That's why they're put together in the comics. Right. But I don't think that's necessarily why we're getting the contest. I think that's going to be the whole scroll stuff. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the scroll stuff. Jeez, man. <laughs> at, at what point do you think that they overreach? Do you think that there's a point where they overreach? Um, yeah, I think it's it's what worries me the most about that is when the show's are worst are at their worst. Mm-hmm. That to me is like, you can't, the Marvel brand was at a certain point, you know, aside from Thor two, <laughs> you know, which I think we, we went back, we said really wasn't as bad as we give it credit for. Right. Right. But I mean, that could also speak to how fucking great everything else was. Right. So I think now you, you know, they've, we've had more Thor twos. I feel like definitely eternals. Oh my God. Think about how much Etern- stock they put into Eternals for it to not turn out very well. I, I keep forgetting Eternals is even a thing. Oh, see? That's what I'm talking That's worse than hating it. Yeah. You know what was great was Shang-Chi. Yeah, it was. That was really uh, good. Black Widow? We got Black Widow, too. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't my favorite, but it certainly wasn't terrible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because because we got Yelena out of that, and Yelena is definitely my top ten favorite characters in the Marvel universe right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this is funny. We we started the podcast talking about Moon Knight because we needed to wrap that up. And I, I wonder if this is just going to happen now when talking about Marvel. Is you just kind of have to <laughs> go go into this huge conversation about where this is all going and how big this universe is getting. It is, and yet I don't feel like necessarily – I didn't feel like this going into um, Doctor Strange, but I feel like coming out of it I maybe did. I'm not doing what I was doing before, which is like just watching it to see what clues I'm getting for the next movie. Right. For some reason, that's died off a little bit. Yes, there's theory crafting. Yes, there's – but I felt like when I went in – to Doctor Strange, I was like, I'm going in to enjoy the movie, and I can't wait to see what they give me. I wasn't like, okay, it sh- it should hit these points so that it can move us on to the next. That's true. The next movie. Yeah, I was I was surprised. I have to admit, I sh- maybe I shouldn't have been, but I was surprised by the stinger at the end of Doctor Strange leading into something. I was not expecting that. <laughs> mm-hmm, not for mm-hmm. him, not for that character. And apparently, you know, he's got his third eye, which is a thing from the comics that I was not aware of. Yeah, I didn't realize it was just like a permanent fixture. I thought it was just something that he kind of summoned when he cast a certain type of spell, but Right. Yeah, it works. <laughs> cool, man. Um, should we wrap this up? Yes. Yes, both of us I think are exhausted. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, uh, so one of these tabs is my. <laughs> is your show notes? I'm such a mess. <laughs> Here it is. Well, <laughs> while you look for it, um, we're not sure yet what we're going to talk about next pod. 
Uh, no. There's definitely things out there to talk about, which we can. So if anyone has any ideas, let us know in the Slack. Uh, I'm sure you and I will talk about it, Joe, yes. uh, off mic at some point. Um, I do want to give a major shout out to Katie for coming through and representing uh, the podcast community that we're lucky to be a part of at my art show and panel. Um, it was really, really amazing to see her there um to meet her in person for the first time even though we recorded an epic rom-com podcast episode <laughs> back in the day randomly um so yeah just it, it was great to i feel like with everything going on like the streams were crossed and i got to like share you know the art part of my life with like other parts of like my, my lives, uh, my different mm -hmm. lives that mm -hmm. I have. And, and, and I'm really, really glad that somebody from my podcast world got to, you know, put in the time and effort to be there. So major shout out to you, Katie, you, you came down immediately after being at the Renaissance fair, uh, which I appreciate <laughs> <laughs> dust and all according to her. <laughs> Um, and hopefully we'll all get together, uh, soon. If you guys still want to see the show, it's going to be up all summer so we can do that. She mentioned something in June. So, um, yeah, just major shout out to you, Katie. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. You should have, you should have seen the slack that day because it was like, I'm sorry guys. I'm, I, it, I can't, I've been exposed to COVID. And then like two hours later, Chelsea goes, guess who else has been exposed to COVID? Like, God damn it. Oh, shit. <laughs> we were dropping like flies. <laughs> Katie's like, we're like, Katie, you're it. You're your only hope. <laughs> she's like, I got this. <laughs> yes. She's and great. She, and you do have to read the, you have to go back and read the Slack because it is very, um, it is very pro Ray. <laughs> oh, you're, you're complimented very deeply. That's lovely. I'll definitely go back and, and cherish those screenshots forever. <laughs> All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the Geek to Geek Network. Check out other Geek to Geek shows such as the Geek to Geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K Pop, The Nerdberg Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, Farming Simulated, As the Dice Roll, Planes Talker Podcast, and Sometimes Rob. Also check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J, Bamashox, Troidal Power, Geen, and Nixie, and make sure to join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? I have a new website. Yay! <laughs> the website is complete. You can check out all my new work uh, and some selections from past works at ramonvargasart.com. Uh, but if you go onto my Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, it's linked there as well. Uh, so you can find me on social media at RayVargas3, as always. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We don't know what our next topic is going to be, but if you want to like catch up with us, jump on the Slack. I'll also try and put it up on Twitter in case we expect you to like watch something or, I don't know, <laughs> you know us. It could be anything at this point. Um, but uh, we will be back in two weeks. Sorry, this one was a little late, but obviously for obvious reasons. 
Yeah. yeah. We could not put it out this weekend. Um, so, in a couple of weeks, until next time, remember, keep it geek. <laughs>